welcome to SED. I'm your host, Jane Dagme, Editor-in-Chief of Designers Today. SED covers the wonderful industry of interior design from various, often eclectic, angles. At its most literal, SED is the spoken complement to what's written in the pages of our magazine. Esoterically speaking, SED, S-A-I-D, stands for Something About Interior Designers. In a nutshell, the podcast is devoted to the ongoing curiosity and admiration we have for these diverse, passionate, and often quirky individuals. SED celebrates the way they think, work, live, and define themselves. Enough said. Let's get into our show. Designers, HALS is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. HALS Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore HALS Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. These last six weeks have been unusual, to say the least. And because everyone is at home, it has afforded more opportunities for conversation. Whether people are more relaxed or have more time or just feel the need to connect with others, it has been easier to line up meetings, podcasts, and other online interactions. When market was first postponed, my mind was racing. One thing I wondered about was how brands and designers were dealing with the halt of momentum as they geared up to launch collections at market. One of the designers that I thought about was Beth Webb, and Beth is my guest on the podcast today. Beth is the founder and creative director of the Atlanta-based Beth Webb Interiors. She composes spaces by layering texture, line, and light, and the results are always elegant, uncomplicated, and inviting interiors that reflect the art of living well. Beth is also an author. Her first book, An Eye for Beauty, was published by Rizzoli in 2017. Beth is a board member of the Design Leadership Network, and her work has been featured in many of the shelter pubs we all know and love. Originally, I reached out to Beth by email with some questions wanting to know what she was thinking and feeling about the postponement of market. Set to debut her collection with Arteriors, this would be a big market for Beth. She said she'd love to talk about it, but to actually talk. She said that she had been doing a lot of writing and talking would be much easier. So we made a date, and then I asked if we could record it, because I didn't want to have to take notes while I was listening to her. Beth was game, and we ended up scoring a great podcast. In the podcast, Beth talks about the digital launch of her line with Arteriors. And as most of you know, the road to launch is a long one that requires hard work and dedication. On that road, two respected women in the licensing, branding, and product development worlds Lori Salmore and Kate Verner worked with Beth behind the scenes to create the collection and bring it to market. I had the pleasure of speaking with both women about their experience working with Beth. Here's what they said. So I've been working with Beth, I don't know, maybe three years now, and she came to me 
with the desire to sort of expand um, her company profile and brand presence. And we uh, began first by sort of creating this beautiful brand book that really told that story uh, in the terms for the lens of product to present to various manufacturers. And uh, the first foray we've done is with our interiors. And I have to just say, just stepping back a little bit into that process, it really was, and I'm not just giving you uh, you know, a soundbite here, but the process was as beautiful as her interiors. We went to her beautiful home in Braze Island, South Carolina, which served as this wonderful inspiration and backdrop and jumping off point for the collection to sort of charrette and incubate and process. Uh, we had started with Pinterest boards and binders and all kinds of, of um, creative direction from Beth. But when it really came to, okay, what does this mean in context of actual product, we kicked that off in her home setting. And I think the first thing that was really important to her, if you know anything about her, was uh, sort of establishing a hierarchy at first. So that began by identifying, I think, <clears throat> the materials that would really come to define the collection and the authenticity of the natural elements were key because it embodies, it's a signature of her work. She had so many incredible ideas. I mean, I'm not joking you. She brought me a binder to our first meeting, 350 pages. It was like one of those four inch round, you know, black binder, four inch high binding end. And she was like, so this is what I want to do. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay. <laughs> and she has such an elevated um, point of view because of her primary interior design business and the clientele that she works with that she really does have a sensibility that's so different from a lot of the other design um, <clears throat> designers that we work with. We started with the materials. It was everything from her hat to her it favorite was. Hermes sandal to a belt buckle to uh, whatever. They were random. It wasn't just, I like that piece of furniture, let's do something similar. These were original IP that came out of her desire, her travels, her body of work. And it was such a joy for me to stand back and see Kate and Beth go at it creatively in the most positive way. If someone would have told Kate and I two years ago or Beth, um, we never would have guessed how perfectly in sync the aesthetic and this collection would be with the times we find ourselves in today and the sensibility that this collection embodies. We adore Beth, both of us. And, and I think that this first collection she's just introducing now is only at the very beginning of a very long career of her doing this. I don't know about you, but after hearing what Kate and Lori said, I just want to hang out with Beth more and more. And now it's time to get into my conversation with Beth Webb. Please enjoy. Hi, Jane. Hi, good morning. How are you today? <laughs> well, there are peaks and valleys pretty much every 15 minutes, you know. Uh, mm, yeah, well, um, it's nice to hear your voice. And thanks. I just was like, you know what? I have this amazing equipment at home to, to tape things. And it 
saves me from frantically typing things out and and then I can kind of listen and just oh, gosh, process. No, I'm, I'm absolutely fine with that. It's, I mean, I completely understand. Yeah, it's it's good. They set me up before we went into isolation. So, so what's <laughs> good. So, do, do you live like where in Atlanta? Are well, so you? we're not in Atlanta right now. We left March the fifth. We have a house in South Carolina. Oh, um, it's about an hour from Charleston, forty five minutes from Savannah. 30 minutes from Beaufort. And um, we came down thinking we were going to be here for two days. Mm -hmm. And in the midst of it all, you know, took the office remote. So I had set the office up three weeks before everything happened to go remote. Uh huh. Cause you and just, you just saw it coming. Yeah. I just, uh, I mean, we had been like literally, I don't know why I was so hypervigilant because I'm not like a germaphobe or anything, but I was actually hypervigilant. It could have had something to do with the fact that we travel a lot. I mean, I travel all the time and I'm I actually, well, I, I know I do know why I was so hypervigilant. I got a cold December 6th and I just remember the day because mm -hmm. I just remember the day and it lasted through Christmas through New Year's where it turned into bronchitis, acute sinusitis and bronchitis. And then, and I had like one round of antibiotics after the severe cold. Then I got the bronchitis and they put me on the heavy dutiest antibiotic that they had with prednisone. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I got the flu and I really was sick for a month and a half. Well, actually, yeah, a month and a half. So, I just was like at the time, even though they were saying it's just like the flu, the coronavirus is just like the flu. I was like, I cannot get anything else. Right. I, you know, knew my immune system was dashed with the prednisone and everything else. And then we went to St. Bart's and we were in the airports and, you know, just in and out of airports. And I was just like, you know, watching the cruise ship people get off oh, and God. just thinking, you know, this thing's coming at us. And at that point, you know, we already had cases in Washington mm -hmm. and I just... I don't know. I was like, and we'd had some um, internet, like we'd been hacked. So I had IT in there and this was three weeks before. And um, I was like, set everyone up to go remote now. Okay. So we were all set up. Everyone transitions pretty seamlessly. We have so much remote work anyway, where we do projects all over. I mean, we've got one in LA, one in Canada. You know, we're always working remotely on projects. So that transition was fairly seamless and the office did really well with it. And we sort of had structured it so that Tristan wanted to be in the office. He's my principal designer, but he was in their major, major renovation. So he didn't want to be at home. Mm -hmm. So he was the one who volunteered to be at the office and then everyone else sort of, you know, they have to prove it with him if they have to go in for any reason, right. Printing mail, you know, to get a, UPS package to wherever it's supposed to go or, you know, so we, we've staggered everybody that way. So, you know, no one overlaps. And how many people are you talking uh, about? We have, let me see, we have Amy, Amy, Maya, Kimberly, Maria, Tristan, me, Liza. There are eight of us. Wow. Mm -hmm. Well, nine counting my husband, who's always there. So there are nine of us in the office. 
And um, so for that reason, the other thing, just being ethically responsible, you know, when Atlanta went on lockdown, right? we, we were not going to be there. I was not going to be one of those firms that bucked the system. Right. So thinking you were going to be there for just a few days. So did you I packed for two days. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh Oh, goodness. Well, Well, it's our second home. So so you have something there, right? I did have, I had things here. I mean, you know, it's, and honestly, so my executive assistant's mother-in-law is in Hilton Head and she came down a couple of weeks ago to get her mother-in-law sort of situated for the long haul. And I had her run by the house and pick it. We're fine. Mm-hmm. We're ab- absolutely fine. Yeah. And, yeah. and we were very well provisioned because where we are is it's 30 minutes to the nearest grocery store anyway. Mm-hmm. So our pantry is always well stocked. And right. then I just made sure it was even more well stocked. And do you have like really nice outdoor space there? Like just, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, it's, it's pretty, I'm watching a bunny rabbit go across the yard right now. Yeah. And I'm watching, you know, about 50 squirrels and the ducks on, we live on a, between a pond and a marsh. Yeah. I think, and the, hu- the house is actually on our website. It's the Braze Island house. Okay. I will, I will for sure check it out later. I think mm-hmm. um, having outdoor space is the, the most important thing. I mean, I think about, the 17 years that I lived in New York City, and then I lived. Oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I mean, it was just you? tight, and uh, yeah. So, green space. Well, no, now we have a his and hers part of the house, and we have like yellow crime scene tape. <laughs> Get out! <laughs> oh. So he goes to his side. You know, we get up in the morning, we have breakfast, and then he goes to his side. I go to my side, and the dog stays in the middle. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And do you do you meet up at the end of the day for a nice glass of wine? We meet up for lunch, and then yeah. we meet up for mm-hmm. cocktails and dinner. That's great. That's and great. that's how this is working. So tell me, well, I have a couple of questions, of course, but are you feeling like you're working at the same tempo, less, more, we're working, I mean, actually, so what happened, you know, March 25th was my product launch with Arteriors. So that was a little bit, that was the digital launch when it went live online. So that was a little bit like launching on 9-15 on 9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. it was kind of the worst week, I think, psychologically for so many people because they were transitioning to the work from home. Right. And, you know, you were literally like, it, it, I think everyone was just stunned. It was, it, you know, I equate it to having been hit with a nuclear bomb. Yeah. So, you know, there was that pivot and that was, so March the 20th, I mean, so we spent literally the first three weeks of this whole thing, not only with the PPP, but with a product launch that had to happen because all the long leads had already been sorted through and the AD ad was running and, 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 mm-hmm. and so the only thing we could do was launch. And in the meantime, you know, high point that, that was the other most stressful part for yeah, me, right. honestly, was that high point indecision and not knowing what they were going to do and knowing that you didn't want to go, even if they did. Right. Right. And, which is, you know, what anyone with a product launch was just like, oh my God, what are we going to do? Exactly. My hus- I mean, my husband has a severe heart condition, which is why we've stayed down here because he's in that very vulnerable category. 
Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I had to shelter in place. We've seen no one. So not only did we come down on March the 5th, we went to the grocery store for the last time, March the 6th, and we have not left. So we have groceries brought in, and then there's a five-acre garden that's part and parcel of the Sprays Island plantation, and we have a gardener that, you know, picks the produce and puts it in a cooler truck, and we we are very fortunate to be here yes. because otherwise we would feel very vulnerable right in the city right but um so so anyway so the launch um on march 25th was that basically it was on the their website and what what else happened went live Mm -hmm. and then we had it we had a 10-day lead-in to march the 25th on social that we had already orchestrated with our marketing people and my pr person right so Every day, you know, it was revamping the social to reflect the current situation and, you know, make it a more soulful message, not like, yay, 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 here I am, here's this product. It was like, you know, honestly, the whole hashtag was more or less home is our haven now Mm -hmm. more than ever. And, um, you know, how you pivot your messaging to sort of, not be tone deaf right right during an unprecedented event in modern history (laughs) i think everybody was everybody and still is grappling with messaging you know feeling guilty if if they if they're feeling salesy about anything you know yeah and Um, i've 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 seen it mm -hmm. you know and i'm watching it and honestly it was so like poignant around the 25th anyway because new york was sort of starting to get really hit and People were dying and, you know, the, the, the first responders and the healthcare professionals and, you know, all of that. And it was like, this feels so vacuous and unimportant. Right. And how do we make this, you know, the show must go on, but I don't want it to go on. It was actually very difficult for me. It was really emotional. It was very difficult. And, you know, I, on several occasions, just, and there were big conference calls with lots of people saying, you know, I just am not sure I can do this. Right. That's what I was going to ask you about the communication. I'm sure it was like just kind of crazy. It was crazy, but, you know, I then just had to sort of, again, we just revamped the messaging and carried on. And knowing that people, I mean, you know, honestly, I didn't have one negative comment, which was great on social because I was actually really worried about it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone saying, oh, my God, how could you in the midst of all of this? You know, I was really worried about that. Right. Legitimately. Yes. And and fortunately, that didn't happen. But um, but I think it's because we so changed our messaging. Now, um, now I'm going to go back and just, I, I, I want to see that, you know. I wanna... Yeah, it's all on Instagram. Yep. But, you know, I always, the quote thing has always been part of the DNA of my Instagram account. So originally, way before the Instagram launch, we had come up with, you know, catchy, positive, hopeful, bright, sunny messaging to go with sort of the look of the, the launch. And right. then, you know, we pivoted to make it much more humane and and 
spiritual and, you know, it was around safety and shelter and havens and home and, you know, that sort of thing. In the midst of it all, Dallas shut down, then they shut down the warehouse. So our tiers couldn't ship anything and they're opening, I mean, literally just this week, allowing them to ship. Mm -hmm. So that's been another thing. And then um, containers that were supposed to be on the water or not with product. One of our primary concerns as an interior designer on the front end was supply chain. Yes. And really in the first week of going remote, I'm like, we start a supply chain spreadsheet for each client so that we can be proactive about letting them know where their goods are. And basically we've been telling people who, you know, were just placing orders when all this happened, you're at least 18 weeks behind Mm -hmm. in your project. I mean, we've had job sites shut down completely. One in Michigan, um, one in uh, Canada just shut down. So, you know, it's a crapshoot. I mean, who knows? Correct. It's a guessing game every day. You know, my directive to everyone in my office is literally before you do a thing, make sure it's in stock. And we have a few things that are special order. We're recalibrating deposits and we're sort of rethinking the way we do those things because the viability of certain companies is going to be a fair amount of importance. One of the more important things, and also then just being a good steward of your client's money, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you are, they're giving you money to then pay a vendor and you have to be sure you're going to get the goods. Right. Designers, Hals is excited to announce a brand new initiative focused on serving your specific needs as design pros. Hals Pro is a new pro-exclusive destination where you can access new tools, education, and analytics to take your business to the next level. You're invited to explore Hals Pro, which includes the brand new CRM tool to manage client inquiries, marketing to build your company brand, plus Ivy, the incredibly popular designer software for managing your business. Learn more at pro.house.com. The last time you and I communicated was for that that story about retail and when you mm-hmm. were describing working with Bungalow. Well, so so what we've been, yeah, and so they've been great. Um, you know, we have, we got, we've, we got two jobs in the middle of this. Mm-hmm. And I think some of that is people are sitting at home and they are contemplating their navels <laughs> and they find they have, they have, they have time to actually focus on their house. I mean, I know that, you know, you're cooking three meals a day, your kids are home, you're, you know, but you are actually going, Oh my God, that sofa looks terrible. And I mean, I should have reupholstered that five years ago right? or whatever, but you know, so Randy at bungalow is the one and I was like, okay, Tristan is my boots on the ground in Atlanta. Call Randy, see what he's got in the warehouse. This is how we're going to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And it becomes the in-stock game. Yep. It's like, you know, what what can we get and how can we get it? When do you think you will leave South Carolina? Well, that's the $20 million question, Mm -hmm. which I get asked every 
day. Oh, good. Um, I'm, I'm with everybody else. Good. Yeah, you're with everyone else because we did a remote installation during all this, and we had six pending from now until July when mm -hmm. all this happened. And so we moved one client in literally remotely, and that client called yesterday. When are you coming back? When are you coming back? When are you coming back? I'm like, when the CDC says it's okay for me to come back. It's the question, so when, what, the answer. Moving somebody in remotely, are you directing? So what we did is literally, and um, honestly, there's, I mean, I can send even the documents, but we, you know, we do a um, lookbook for each room when, and this was new construction. So it was, we had all the parts and pieces we'd been purchasing for a couple of years for the project. You know, we have all the furniture plans, all the room layouts. And so we sent that over to the client and, and it was, un, it was an under duress move. I think they would have waited otherwise, but they'd closed on their house and they had to be out. And so they opted to do this and it was like, and our mover said they would do it. And this was before they really uh, shut down the city. Mm hmm I mean, it was on the precipice of shutting down the city. And even though in some states movers are deemed essential, you know, those are that's kind of a moving target too. Um, so anyway, our movers decided that they would do it. And, and so they got their in masks, booties, gloves, the whole nine yards. And then the client had the furniture plans. Right. And then we were there to consult um, via FaceTime and they got it all in. Now, you know, the last bit is when the magic happens. Right. And that's been the bigger conundrum is, you know, it's going to be a trust game with clients moving forward because we have another job in LA and we've had a lot of discussions about the install on that one because I don't want to put a member of my team on a plane, nor do I want to put them in a hotel. Right. For the foreseeable future. I mean, until there's a vaccine, I don't feel good about any of it. So, or, you know, a therapeutic treatment. Right. Um, I mean, it's certainly not worth risking your life for. Um, so we're looking at new ways to do things. I mean, you know, how many of us have been on Zoom calls 24 hours a day yep. since all this has happened? Um, so, you know, that last bit is the bigger conundrum, but I'm talking to some stylists in Los Angeles about doing that with me FaceTime and then getting the client to pre-buy the accessories that I used to bring in on approval. Right. And, you know, it's more time intensive. Um, so I'm looking at the financial ramifications of that time intensive bit because typically I can shop for a whole house over two days and, you know, get all the bits and pieces in mm -hmm. and get the final layer installed. But, you know, to do that remotely is definitely more time intensive. Right. Right. But that sounds like a really good solution um, or a solution that will work when you, yeah. you know, to get, yes. you know, so yeah. Wow. I love how in these times you just figure new things out, new ways of doing things. You just things, have to figure you know? some new things out. Yeah. yeah. And then, 
you know, another thing that's been a little difficult is sort of presentations because we still are in design schematics on some projects. And um, so I have some of the much younger members of my team looking into more elaborate ways to do a mood board. I mean, you know, we used to, it is a touch it, feel it sort of tactile profession. Right. And so now instead of just getting the memos for us, we're ordering two sets of memos, one for us, one for them, you know, so that they can, when we do the Zoom call and or, you know, a mood board presentation or whatever, they have physical samples of the fabrics and they can, we can both be speaking the same language um, aesthetically on the call. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. And I think because of it, I mean, we was on the phone with um, 12 other designers, one of which was in France, and she has jobs in Russia. And she's like, you know, it's really been interesting to see how much we can do. You know, we're on, we're, we'll be on the call with the architect and the architect's drawing on his computer screen. And, you know, really, you look at the necessity of ever having to travel again once you've figured out new ways to do things. I know. I know. I, I'm, and I, I think about all the commercial real estate that uh, may not be necessary. Oh, I know. You know. I mean, right. it's, there's so so many implications, and it, yeah, good and not not great, but um, for certain industries. But then there will be some movement there, or reinvention, or there will be a need for something. I don't know. Bigger spaces because we all have to stay six feet apart for the rest of our life, or and, the rest of right? until 2022. Apparently, I mean, now they're not the even. Thing I heard they're like. Is six feet enough, you know? Oh, no, no, I mean, that was today. Yeah, that yeah. was today, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, it's two weeks enough for quarantine. You know, these these arbitrary numbers that, that get slapped on really quickly. Um, no one knows. Nobody knows. But, you know, we're, I mean, I'm, I've basically been by myself. Um, I think I've gone three, I've gone maybe out three times since March. To me, like March 18th or 19th was the day that I just was like, oh, God. Um, yeah, not going yeah. anywhere. Where are you, Jane? I'm in High Point. Oh my gosh! When I moved here from Florida, I was I was ready for a change, and I moved in with my boyfriend, somebody who I I fell in love with, and um, and I just thought this is Disneyland for designers, and I'm kind of at the at the epicenter of where my crowd will be coming. Well, so Jane, I'm to ask you a question. I mean, you know, they keep saying now it's rescheduled for June. I mean, everyone thinks that won't happen. Yeah, you know, I know. Um, most people that I speak to are skeptical about that. And I think if anyone that. comes, it is going to be such... I mean, on all the calls I've had, and there have been a lot, with a lot of people all over the country and all over the world, they were like t just talking about how surreal it is even to be out now that there's the mask thing. And, and you know, there was one woman telling a story, she's like someone came near me in the cheese aisle and I was like, literally like I wanted to like slap them right. because they were too close. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I know people, it, it, it's interesting because we all have, well, if we wear our masks, you know, our eyes smile a little bit, but right. as I was going, I was in Publix the other day and none of the workers were wearing masks, um, but I had right. my bandana on, but they couldn't even see me smile because you know, they asked me, are you finding everything okay? And I'm like, yes. And I, I have a really nice smile under my bandana, but you can't see it, you know? Right. And, um, but I, regarding market, you know, I think 
since everybody wants to kind of stimulate the economy, like that was the idea, right? Like don't, right. we're not doing seminars. We're not being social. We're just, we just want it open for business. But, you know, other shows that are beyond market time um, have already postponed or canceled um, for later mm-hmm. June. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty skeptical about it uh, happening. Yeah. But um, I do hope that October is is a strong market. And I think, you know, maybe we'll be wearing masks out of amazing fabrics. I mean, I'm so excited when I see when I see certain uh, fabric companies making them. I'm like, I want, oh, I know. you know, I, I like want six Kravitz. of those. Yeah, no, Kravitz. Kelly, Kelly O'Neill is like amazing. So um, I think that that'll be part of our, our fall wardrobe. It you will know? be. Now, I have a question because you, mm-hmm. when we emailed, you said you've been doing a lot of writing. I have been. And I was just wondering if you're working on a book. No. Okay. I'm, well, yes, not for me. So I actually, I mean, I've been doing a lot of writing because honestly, we've been asked so many questions like you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of all of this is communication and a new way. Love the phone has, that the telephone is back. Um, but in the midst, I mean, DLN was doing this book on travels. Mm -hmm. And so they asked their membership to submit photos and I love photography. So I submitted photos. And then out of the photos that I'd done, they, they chose seven countries and then they sent out this very long winded questionnaire. So that has taken me a coon's age to get through. So Oceline's doing the book, but they're on deadline. So I've had to you know, we've all been sort of writing about that. But then in the meantime, you know, the every day, like Lux reached out to me yesterday, we do a panel on blah, blah, blah for the 29th, or I'm doing one with Schumacher tomorrow with Benny. And so there's, there's a lot of that going on, which is, you know, a welcome distraction. But at the same time, if you do have business still going, it's just another layer. And we all have collectively agreed that for I mean, I hear this more and more that we're, we're all working harder than we've ever worked and sort of around the clock just because it's, a, you know, it's, it's like we're, we're on a tricycle and we're, we're three years old and we're learning how to pedal again. <laughs> it's a good image in my head. <laughs> <laughs> because we, we're just learning how to do this and how to navigate these, you know, these new waters because we don't know what we're doing and there's no precedent for it. Right. Right. And no, nobody to actually give you a roadmap either. Yeah. Well, I think designers have also done this before with, with the internet, you know, 2008 and the internet. I mean, it's like, this is a creative bunch and, and a resilient bunch. And, uh, the more, I think this sort of opening, um, and sharing that's been happening, you know, for a while, um, it's just even more amplified now, you know? So, and I think the whole visibility, you know, it's, I try and get on, I mean, I'm doing these Instagram lives now. And every time I press the button live, I, my heart flutters a little bit because I'm still, I I chose to be a writer for a reason. Like I can collect my thoughts. I can backspace. I'm not great, um, in the moment, uh, you know, just entertaining you know the whole like yeah all the zoom all the everything I mean it is like very disconcerting and it's a little surreal at the end of the day you've had eight million conversations but none of them feel like they were really real 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, there there's still that that total layer of distance, but it's the, it's such a great mm, solution for now. Yeah. You know. No, it is. It's, it's nice to see people's people's faces. I know. I'm like, is this a straight phone call? Is it a FaceTime? Is it a Zoom? What are we doing? Yeah. What What am I doing here? Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. And I tell you, I mean, I I. So when you and I were, were emailing and we had this call, I just thought to record it. I'm going to listen to this, but are you, um, and you know, we'll edit some parts, but would you be cool with turning this into a podcast? Sure. Yeah. I mean, I love all the things that you said and, um, because it's to me, I, I've always been a phone person and, um, unless, unless I'm I'm under duress, like in closing an issue, but Usually after I close an issue, I get on the phone with people that next week or two just to find out what's going on because that's that's how I get inspired for the magazine. You know, I I want to reflect the community, and well, and, and, and yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of community chatter right now. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting chatter. Um, so there is. I mean, I find I learn something new every week. I mean, I should learn. I mean, I am learning something new every day, which has always been the case, but you know, this more so than ever. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. More, uh, frequent learning. <laughs> yes. We have very, well, and actually there was one of the coaches or somebody, it was either with LDC or DLN. I don't know. It was one of the zoom calls that they had with, um, uh, like a business coach. And he was like, if you, if you're not curious, you're dead in this thing, you know, you've got to, you've got to be curious during this whole crisis. You, that's the most important thing that you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether you're curious about COVID or whether you're curious about technology or whether you're curious about a cure, whatever it is, I mean, be curious yeah. and learn something from this yeah. because you can be paralyzed with fear and you can, and you're not going to get anywhere. And I've actually watched some of my peers do that. Just be completely paralyzed. Yeah. I've had to and, just spoken yeah. to two coaches recently, actually that, um, their podcasts are like in the in the can. We'll put one out tomorrow, and just some great advice of how to not be stuck and paralyzed with fear. You know, and you know there there are going to be peaks and valleys. Like I said, I mean there are moments where you wake up, or you're, there'll be a morning you wake up and you're like, I'm just not sure I can do this. Right. And then there's another day that you're incredibly productive. And I think it's like someone compared it to grief the other day. Mm-hmm. And the five stages, you know, you're sad, you're mad, you're in denial, you're, you know, you're all over the place. It's a tsunami. Right. And, and, um, you know, so you're going to have, you give yourself permission to have a bad day or give yourself permission to have a moment where you just can't deal. Yeah, no, that's all. And that's all good. You know, as, as long as, um, nobody's on your back to, you know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get you exactly. something that, you know, as long as there's not that deadline. Yes. Have that space. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, well, Beth, this, this has been a pleasure. I'm so happy that we both had some time to connect. I always enjoy I talking too. to you. Um, I do too. So good luck with your, with the writing that you're doing. I'm on, travel. I'm, I'm on Japan. I'm, I'm done after Japan. <laughs> Sounds like a great book. Sounds like a really it great book. It is going to be a beautiful book. And it's like, you know, the, it's that format that Oceline does so well. It'll be beautiful. And, you know, they've sort of commandeered the Charlotte Mosses and the Thomas Pheasants and the, everyone of this world who are way better photographers than I am to be a part of it. And I think it's going to, you know, it'll come with the tidbits of um, 
sort of everyone's, you know, what's your favorite thing? What, what, what was your biggest surprise? What's your favorite museum, you know, or what were your favorite restaurants, you know, so it's that. Yeah, it's great. It's like, uh, and aggregating it all in a beautiful Asseline book. Yeah. Which is very timely since none of us are going to be going anywhere for a while. Oh, gosh. Yeah. yeah. My, my May, June issue is going to have a, a large travel section and um, I'm kind I'm skewing it. I'm skewing it. I actually want it to be a record of this time, but a handbook also for the future. So very personal reflections of, of what this time has been just a very different kind of issue. Um, well, did you watch the um, concert on Sunday? The no. Andrea? Um, oh, I saw it on not live, but I've, I have seen it. Yes. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah. But the images were just heart-wrenching of all the empty cities and the, I mean, yeah. we'll never get that, that pause button, the great pause again. Is there any quote or mantra or anything that, that's yes, one of your I favorites? Have one, I, have, I have one that goes through my head every day and I tell myself and I have to remind myself every day of this. Mm -hmm. And actually it was something that I learned. We lost our first child and um, when that happened, I literally, you know, I had to say this over and over and over and over and over again to myself, and it feels a little bit the same, mm -hmm. but it's out of the worst things that ever happen, happened to you, the greatest gifts come. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be to you. It could be just out of the worst things that ever happen, the greatest gifts come. It's that silver lining. Right. And you know that there'll be so much beauty that comes out of something so horrific and it's just that knowing and that faith and I call it faith mm -hmm. that you know gives you hope and gets you through it well thank you for sharing that that's a good place to to end this and um yes. yeah you're very generous thank you thank you Jane okay I appreciate the call and you take good care okay you too hope okay. to see you I know. In the next few months, okay? Well, I mean, or I'm sure by I'll the end of the year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Bye, Beth. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Seb. I sincerely hope you got something of value from the podcast that feeds your brain and fills your heart. If you like the podcast, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you're in the interior design trade and related industries and would like to sign up for a complimentary subscription to the printed or digital magazine, visit designerstoday.com right now and sign up. Until next time.